When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Geekscapists, welcome to episode 183 of Geekscape. This is your favorite movies, video games, and comic podcasts on the internet and on iTunes and wherever you find... Uh, where does our RSS feed go? I mean, I looked up one day and I'm on the Zoom marketplace with Geekscape. I don't even know how we got you on the You know what Zoom. an RSS feed is, though. Yeah, I know what an RSS feed is, but however you get Geekscape, it's going to be your favorite movies, video games, and comic podcasts if it's not already. We talk about the latest news and reviews in those worlds with a special guest. I'm Jonathan London, Brian Gilmore up here on the left side with those little nibbits. And uh, my guest this week, we met over at Comic-Con. This is Frank Ippolito, and he's a filmmaker and special effects mastermind. Uh, he recently made a film with a buddy of his, and it's available now on iTunes. We're going to talk all about it. And uh, you guys will be super interested, because you're big fans of this guy, Neil Patrick Harris, who is the star of the film. Uh, yeah, big, big time Neil Patrick Harris fans here in the Geekscape. Uh, it's called Dracula's Daughters vs. the Space Brains. I saw it last night. And uh, it's awesome. So it's only going to cost you $1.99 on iTunes. While we're talking, be looking for it already because you guys are, um, you know, multitaskers. I mean, I, I know that they do all sorts of crap while they're listening to Geekscape, driving in their cars, you know, working on their homework, probably all sorts of unspeakable things. And, um, and Frank, talk to me a little bit about the movie. Because we ran into you guys at Comic-Con and uh, you guys were over by the Blood Factory booth. Uh, you yeah. work with them a lot, right? Yeah, I, w I do a lot of work with Danny DeVito on his mm -hmm. uh, little short films and stuff. I just started a couple months ago, uh -huh. but he's been keeping me pretty busy. Um, they're just crazy little horror short films, so it's where, fun. And where are you from? I'm from Cleveland originally, uh -huh. but I live uh, in Burbank. I've been in California for 10 years. Uh -huh. and, and like growing up, were you one of these people who are like, Oh, I just want to do like special effects, or like you're a horror head, like kind of guy. Yeah, like pretty much. Like, like tell me what what's it like? Because like I, I I grew up and I was like, oh, comic books and video games and movies. I want to be a pathetic loser who sits on a couch and does a podcast. Uh, well, <laughs> I grew up. <laughs> what I grew got up you in mission accomplished? Achievement unlocked. Uh, <laughs> zero points worth. <laughs> what uh, what drove you to wanting to do uh, special effects? Well, I wanted to grow up and be a kid in somebody's basement making mm -hmm. monsters. Right. Oh. And, and who are your heroes? Like you know, our, I mean, my heroes were always like Sam Raimi and John Woo and the filmmaker filmmaking guys. Uh, who are your heroes? I mean, there's the standard answers. There's Rob Bottin, Rick Baker, Steve mm -hmm. Johnson. Yeah, you can go down that whole list right, of all the right. crazy people that have done everything that we watched growing up. Um, there's a bunch of people that are coming up now, like Christian Tinsley and stuff like that, that are just killing it. Mm -hmm. but it changes every day. And, uh, and, 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 like, was there a moment you're watching a certain movie or, like, trying to do... I mean, did you try and do stuff with ketchup as a kid? Like, like, like tell me about, like... Because I know nothing about somebody who, who grows up wanting to be a special effects guy. I only know wanting to tell stories. You well, know what I mean? I got, like, Fangoria's and Gore Zones. And you mm -hmm. look in the back and there's, like, catalogs, like, Berman Industries. So I'd order the Berman catalog. Uh -huh. And I'd uh -huh. look through it and I'd... Ooh, I want to order that. And I just, you know, talk my grandma in. Can you order this for me? Like, it's like, like $300. Kind of, yeah, what, you know? what kind of stuff would it be like? Maybe like foam latex uh -huh. or grease paints or, you know, whatever 
you know, whatever. Also, supplies, not like figures. Yeah, not yeah. like a Freddy Krueger mask. No, 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 no. Like I'd get right. supplies because I wanted to make everything. Like... Right. Yeah. And so I'd try and figure out how to make things. And, and, and how so, how hard was it early on? You know what I mean? Like, like well, you're just fucking around as a kid, in, right? You know, I started when I was 10 years old. I was in fifth grade. Jeez. I sculpted my own Halloween mask and made a mold and made a you know latex mask. You were ten years old. Ten years old. Me? I, got, I got pictures of this. I could prove and it. And what's the? Mo- I mean, how how effective was the mold? What did you make it out of? It was a plaster mold. Uh-huh. And it was you know a latex mask and clay sculpture. I mean, and you modeled it, or a friend modeled it, or me something? and my friend sat there and sculpted it for like a week or two did weeks. Did you do or the whatever. thing where you like put the straws in your friend's mask mouth no, and like just... made, like did put the shit on his face? Well. We didn't get that far. Right. Um, we just had like a styrofoam wig head and we mm-hmm. just started putting clay on it and kind of guessed how big our head would That's be. That's crazy. Yeah. And it, I mean, it worked. It's not really great, but. And it lit the fire. And you're like, oh, yeah, I want going. to move to Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, I worked at McFarland Toys for a couple of years uh-huh. and I've kind of jumped around the toy industry. And how was that working with. Uh, I mean, did you, did you work directly with Todd or mainly well, the no. artists and sculptors? Did you tell him not to buy that steroid baseball at any point? Where you're like, don't, don't buy that. I'm thinking they were on steroids. And he was like, no, it's only a million dollars. <laughs> 70th dollars. home run baseball? Yeah, yeah. No, I came in after he got that. Okay. Um, I worked at the shop in Jersey, which is where they made all the toys. I don't uh-huh. know what they do now. I haven't been there in over 10 years. Right. Um, but it was, you know, a handful of small of guys. There was like 25 people maybe. They were all like model kit sculptors and stuff. And we would... You know, we know everybody, and we'd all hang out all the time. And then started getting a little bit bigger and a little bit more compartmentalized. And they were like, they "Okay, do like don't the dragons, bother these guys." They do the spawn. They do the dragons. They well, do the it it kind of got to the point where yeah. instead of handing like an amazing sculptor like Sean Nagel a piece and say, "Here, sculpt Spawn 17 or whatever the hell toy right, it was," right, right. they would go, "You sculpt the arms. This guy's going to oh. sculpt the head. You do the accessories." And so the, you you lost this like flow that these sculptors right. Have. It's not a fluid character it's different now, now it's like yeah. a frankenstein of different talents yeah oh, that's cool. I never thought of yeah because you know how sometimes yeah you know how sometimes with like sometimes with like toys they jump the shark even though they're the same company or this and that and that i mean it makes sense when you get popular you, you gotta keep time, yeah but you know what i mean like underwater batman it's like i have never seen this batman no but i'm talking about like the quality level of stuff yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what i mean true. like yeah and then every, a lot of a lot of those people left mcfarland because they were getting funny and they jumped over to NECA. And yeah, so that's yeah. where everybody is now, yeah. pretty much. And Neca Neca made like the wrestling toys, or the 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 ones for the for the um or the extreme fighting and stuff like that. They do Neca does of, all I sorts mean, they of do shit. tons of stuff. There, that's where everybody that left McFarland uh-huh. that was that had skill went to. So. Right. And you said no, my friends, I'm going to go and do. Well, I left. Uh, I left go, before that. Go giant, people. Before okay. that exodus, I left. And right. I came to Hollywood. Okay. And and, and who did you first start working? You work with the Chiodo Brothers and stuff uh, like that. For actually the past four years I ran their shop. Mm-hmm. I just left in January just to kind of and go how, out of my and how own. might the audience know the Kyoto Brothers? The Kyoto Brothers. The Kyoto Brothers. Kyoto that, Brothers. That's how it's spelled? Yeah, okay, because I'm only Kyoto. friends with them on Facebook, so yeah, I don't really know how to pronounce it. They're Italian, it. not Asian, by the way. Okay, the Kyoto oh, Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would yeah. work for us. They're, they're a bunch of Dagos <laughs> from New York. <laughs> okay. You will, yeah, I don't. I want to even yeah. try that accent. Okay. Um, they, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I, I'll insult the Asian people, but not the Italians. Not the Italians. No, no, no. Yeah, you don't want to insult us. Yeah. So, um, so you uh, got to work with the Kyoto Brothers. We know them because they did Killer, Killer Clowns, Clowns from, from Outer Space, Space, which is Matt Kelly's 
uh, autobiography or favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> they also built like the puppets for Team America and recently That's built right. all the little mice for Dinner for Schmucks. Uh-huh. That was actually the last job I did oh, there. Wow. Cool. All those were really They were cool. so touching yeah. too. Yeah, they were, we, you know, yeah. the attention to detail was incredible. Cast up hundreds of those freaking things. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, that was one of the more heartfelt parts of that movie was that, you know, the speech and the way that, that they put those together and the, the opening credits I loved. Yeah. Loved the opening credits and that's all you guys' work. Yeah. Wow, wow. So guys, as you're watching these movies and you're thinking, oh, how'd they do that? What's behind that? It's just Frank. It's just Frank. When you're like, when you're like, oh, movie magic, smoke and mirrors. No, there's a name for that. It's just Frank. Just Frank. Don't worry about it. We're dispelling the myths every week here on Geekscape. Um, and, and it's been a dream. It's been fun doing that. It's this. been great. I've gotten to work on big movies. I worked on Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3, worked on Chronicles of Riddick. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was a shit because it had Keith David in it. So I mean, you know, if, Keith, a, if, Keith, if Keith David's in it from the original thing and yeah. uh, something about Mary, then, then that movie's aces. <laughs> and Friday, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Keith David's in a movie, the movie's already good. The movie's already good. What are you gonna do? Yeah. So, uh, so you start working on these great movies. You get to meet the directors and things like that. And yeah. Work with them. What do you guys want? Blah blah blah. Kind of everybody. I mean, like when mm-hmm. we were on Pirates, I was in the Caribbean for three months, and mm-hmm. you know, after a while, you just kind of end up drinking with everybody after right. you're on set. So, you just get to know everybody. It's kind of normal to see Johnny Depp walking by or Orlando walking his dogs or. You just don't pay it's attention big, to it's it. Big family. Uh, Nobody brings his dogs. Right, and, and so so guys, after Frank saw the second two pirates movies, he said, "You know, what? I, I can actually do the directing thing myself." <laughs> I'm kidding. I actually think uh, what's his name is amazing. Um, the director, Gore Verbinski. Gore Verbinski. Yeah. Gore Verbinski. I've actually been a fan of longer than I've known that what it, what I was watching. He did the Budweiser frogs. No, no. He he did the American uh, Jesus video for uh, Bad Religion. Really? Yeah, you I know that black that. and white American Jesus yeah, no, no, video. I didn't know that. that was Gore Verbinski. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, it was one of my first music videos where I was like, "Oh, they make music video for bands I like. This is awesome." And do you like Strung Out? Yeah, I do like. The very Strung first out. music video I ever worked on was for my favorite band growing up, Strung Out. That's oh, amazing. I like Strung that out. is amazing. Yeah. I never hear anyone like Strung Out. Dude, anymore. they're awesome. I hate music now. I was I was like popping through the stations, and I was like, now I now hate music because yeah. like that that moment came where I was like. Well, no effects is just putting the same stuff out every 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 year, and yeah. I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, I like. You know, I still no, like no, no effects. I mean, no use for a name. The last no use for a name album was awesome, but before that, it was like took two albums, and I was like, where's the new Lagwagon album gonna come out? Even though it's gonna sound like the last Lagwagon album, I know I love Lagwagon, and I'm like, dude, holy shit, I fucking hate music now, because yeah. this is the same. I mean, literally, like as Chris Rock said, the music you lost your virginity to is the music you're gonna listen to for the rest of your life, and that's it. <laughs> you know. Well, I saw Strung Out at the House of Blues a couple, mm-hmm. um, maybe six months ago or mm-hmm. something. Oh, it was wow. two nights. One was an over 21 night and one was an all ages night. And what happened? What, what Go to the, the over 21 night because that means that they're going to play their old stuff. Right. Oh, and then the all ages right. show, right. they play the new yeah. stuff. I didn't know a single fucking song. Oh, really? And on the over 21 night, they did this awesome Anthrax cover. Got the time? Uh-huh. I was like, holy shit. That's cool. Right. Who did I see? Man, Strung Out. Yeah, good band. I saw this band at like an outdoor festival when I went to see Scott and Real Big Fish and I forgot that I used to have all their albums and I was like, wow, why are these guys still playing? Like, I, I know I saw Everclear at, at Warped Tour this year and I was just like... Are they still around? My, <laughs> my thoughts exactly. Finishing each other's sentences now. I was walking by and I, and I thought I was hearing an Everclear like, cover album or a cover band. Like I was walking by a stage and I thought I was hearing like an Everclear like, cover album and I go, what? And I turn... And I'm like, no, that's that guy. No, oh, oh no. Uh-huh. I'm old. 
I'm old. They're old. We're all old. This all sucks. Uh, so, so y you got into the directing bug yourself. You got bit by the bug, right? Um, actually, what, what did I, you guys do I here? I lost a bet on this one. Um, okay, yeah, that's how I got into directing. Well, my my buddy Zeke, the guy yeah. that I co-direct everything with, right? Uh, I met him through working with Teller from Penn and Teller. Teller calls me up one day, says, "Hey, I'm throwing this party. Will you make everybody at the party look like zombies?" Yeah, sure. So okay. I got to Vegas. Oh, he and he wrote it with your buddy Zeke here. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, okay. Zeke works for Penn and Teller. And I met him this summer too, right? Yeah, right. So I go out there and I do this makeup and I get to meet Zeke and we kind of. Somehow became friends. So you, so Teller calls you up. You yeah. hadn't met Zeke yet. You no. meet Zeke at this party in which you made everybody zombies, yeah. and you hit it off. What did you guys hit it off with? Uh, like he was a big effects nerd too. He's a big horror nerd well, too, I, or what? Yeah, he likes horror movies and, okay. and monster movies. <laughs> I just like. Well. Sorry to interrupt, but what? basically, you never hear anyone tell a story start out with Teller called me up. Oh yeah, he doesn't fucking talk. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. That one. Good call. So Teller called me up. Excuse can, me. Can you yeah. do an impersonation of what Teller actually sounds like for our audience? Can you hear him for the first time ever? <laughs> Ready? <laughs> he's that was, fucking. That was spot on. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, he's tapping on the phone in Morse code, and you're fucking hurrying to fucking get your decoder ring. Yeah. And so you go out there, you meet this guy Zeke, and then what happened? Where did he the goes, bet come in? Oh, I want to make a a short film, and I was like. Okay, cool. We'll write something. So he writes me this thing, and I go, "Dude, you're gonna need like a million dollars just for effects. Write something right. simple. Give me one location, one actor, something we can yeah, actually yeah, feasibly that, do." That's the rule. And so we, um, he wrote this short called "The Growth." We got Dean Cameron to play in it. He's the guy oh, that was yeah, chainsaw. Yeah, we know in, Dean Cameron. We, yeah. he, he was Rockula. Yeah, Rockula. Motherfucker, you're on Geekscape here. Okay, I'm just you don't saying. You explain no shit. All right, so All right. we got Dean Cameron from to, Summer to start School. It. Right? Summer School. That's where we, I knew him from. Yeah, and um. And he starred in it, and it took us two years to finish it because we didn't. That was our first thing. We didn't, didn't kind of know how to. Something about it didn't work. Right? Yeah, we we um we ended up just chopping it in half. Mm -hmm. We shot like we shot it for about fifteen minutes of film, and then we chopped it down to eight, and it was fine. Mm -hmm. So that's up on our YouTube page. Okay, what's that? What's that? What's the it's YouTube? called the growth. The YouTube uh, Ghostworks LLC. Okay. If you, Look it up. It should right. be there somehow. No, they'll find it. These, yeah. these, these guys, they're all about the internet. That's okay. how they found the us. The interwebs. Yeah. They're into that. Um, and then, and so you guys were like, let's do another one. And he was like, oh, this one's going to be called Dracula's Daughters versus the Spray Sprains. At any point, were you like, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, like, this one. It, it just gets crazier, right? Well, we have, we, over the years, we've kind of come up with all kinds of crazy ideas. Mm -hmm. We now have like six or seven feature scripts finished. We have at least two dozen short scripts finished. Like, mm -hmm. we're just. Prolific. Just plow through shit. Is it the fumes in the chemicals that you guys use in the fix house? Possibly. To make you guys crazy. Possibly. <laughs> and so this one. This, this one, one we were driving right. back from Vegas one right. one time, and I said, Dracula's daughter in the space. Just started mumbling right. like weird words, and he goes, yeah, I can write that. And then That's a funny. couple months later, he wrote he this. He wrote it. And yeah. it's a fun movie. I saw it last night. It had uh, Ian Kerner, who's our guest next week, over. And uh, we, made a, we made a show night. We ended up watching the first two episodes of... Walking Dead. We can't really tell you much review-wise until the 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 eighteenth. Uh, but um, I said, why don't we watch this beforehand? I got this guy coming over, and he directed it. And the movie starts off, and it's short, guys. It's on iTunes. You guys just plunk down your dollar ninety-nine right now. Okay, it's better than whatever you guys are buying on iTunes right now because music sucks nowadays, and we've already talked about that. Yeah. Uh, throw down that dollar ninety-nine. Get this thing. It's a it's a lot of fun. Like it starts out, and uh, Neil Patrick Harris is having uh, a conversation with his girl, and like they're walking, like it's an eerie night. And I'm thinking, well, of course she's a vampire. She's got a fucking accent, right? Yeah. But 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 you know he's a bit. You know things are getting possibly frisky, da da da. And it feels like you you you're you just 
cut all the shit out of a movie and you're just getting into the part where they're about to bang. You know, which is, you know what I mean? Like, like the point of so many movies is, will he get the girl? Will he get lucky? And so many movies would be better if they just did what this movie did, which is like, cut all that other shit out. Just get to the point where they might possibly bang and the audience might possibly see some some stuff well it's a short they have to be short how dare you but i'm saying like like a feature could have been this good yeah. like there are many features that could benefit from just cutting to that scene you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. and, and then she meets another chick and i'm not gonna give it away but meets another chick and you're, and you're like oh oh it's another chick so now you're thinking maybe i will see two chicks for the price of one chick because i just downloaded this thing for dollar 99 from itunes and then she gets weird you know you know from the title they're, they're probably vampires One chick's got an accent I ain't ever going to the Balkans Why? Probably all vampires Okay <laughs> And I ain't ever buying a fucking Volkswagen From a guy wanting blue jeans Okay, why? Probably a vampire Okay <laughs> um, But Neil Patrick Harris is in this movie And he, you know He gets threatened with these vampires And, and I'm not going to ruin it for you But you want to find out what happens Watch this movie The, the Dracula's Daughter versus the, the Space Brains Makes or, a, it's it's a good pre-movie for like a bigger movie that you're gonna watch. Like if you're gonna watch a horror night, you're gonna you and your friends are gonna watch this first. Yeah, because you always have to warm people. Warm up people up. Have an old movie night and shit. Have a movie night. It's this shit up. is perfect for a movie we night. We usually do it with porn. Hmm. Interesting. That's why you I'm married. That's, yeah. Okay. You, you know, the other okay. thing you could do. Way is to if derail you're in LA, your weird world. Next Saturday. <laughs> Oh, 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 yeah. Remember a couple years ago, you nerds, when we went down to Scream Fest and we talked to uh, who do we talk to? The dude who played a uh, reanimator. Oh, um, God. Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey, yes, Combs. Jeffrey Combs. We talked to the, the people from Trick or Treat. Yeah. We talked to all these horror people. Yes, that was at Scream Fest. And Scream Fest is going on in LA right now. If you guys are in LA, you're going to want to check this uh, out at Scream Fest. Dracula's Daughter is. Are you part of a shorts program? Are you yeah. opening before another movie? No, we're a shorts program. It's mm-hmm. uh, next Saturday <laughs> at 7 30. Okay, it's so this coming Saturday. Okay, so get on the Scream Fest website, Google that. That's Scream Fest LA. And you're going to want to see when Dracula's Daughter is playing as part of a shorts program. There's a bunch of really good shorts in that program. Yeah, yeah, but they're going to want to come for this. They're going to want to come for this. Those guys didn't come on Geekscape. <laughs> we'll tell you guys how it is, but that's, anyway. that's what you got to do. Hey, you know, you guys are Neil Patrick Harris fans. You guys like the Dr. Horrible and this and that. The, 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 you, here, no, no, you got to buy it on iTunes. Ah! Uh, so, guys, <laughs> I went and saw a horror movie with my wife this weekend. You know, my wife and I actually bonded when uh, she invited me out, and she had seen Gay by Dawn at a festival, which is how we met. And uh, and That's she said, weird. she said, my favorite. Oh, I loved your gay film. She goes, uh, my favorite movie is actually Halloween, the original Halloween. And I was like, That's cool. Um, but uh, film festival, great way to meet chicks. Um, so we went to see this movie. <laughs> Let me in. The Matt Reeves, the guy who did Cloverfield and the Palm Bear. We had pizza uh, with him. Uh, yeah, he did. Where? Where did you have pizza? At Comic Con. Oh, you did? Yeah, there were uh, there was a thing where it was like meet the director, and they just brought him around, and he actually oh. stuck around for like twenty minutes. Well, if well if you uh, if you bibs. if you go to the Geekscape website, you can actually see Brent Moore interviewing Matt Reeves and the the young star of this remake of Let the Right One In, which was the uh, European. What was it like? Uh, it's like, Dutch. It's like Dutch. They did this vampire movie with a little girl, a little vampire girl, and a kid, and they remade it for American audiences with Matt Reeves. And he was coming off of Cloverfield, a movie that didn't really strike my fancy, and we've covered that extensively on the show. Uh, I thought it was fun. Yeah, um, a movie where military sure, for a monster yeah, you never yeah, see and you yeah. don't really know what's going. Uh, on. A movie where uh, little monsters are taking out military guys, but a couple teenagers are able to beat them off with shoes. That's not fun. That's insulting. Uh, <laughs> hit it with a shoe. We just saw him take out all these marines. Hit it with a shoe anyway. Okay, it worked. 
Um, Let Me In is a retelling, and it's got this kid from the road, you know, a little Australian actor from the road. He plays the lonely kid okay. who befriends uh, the girl from uh, Kick-Ass, Hit Girl. Yeah, Chloe, Chloe, Chloe Moritz. Chloe Moritz. And she's this vampire and little vampire girl, and they have this relationship. And guys, if you've seen Let, Let the Right One In, I hate to tell you that you've seen Let Me In. It, Whenever anything is remade for American audiences, the big gripe usually is, what's the point? It's a pointless remake. But every now and then, uh, with remakes, even something like this past summer with Karate Kid, I thought the the, the remake did a good job of reimagining things and keeping the things thematic, some similar scenes, some different scenes, but really giving it a new fresh take. And if something has a new fresh take, I'm all for it. Right? A reinterpretation is never a bad idea. It's just a different storyteller, you know, spinning a, a similar yarn. Let Me In is a different storyteller basically moving the camera to different positions and making them speak in English. And I think Matt Reeves is intensely talented. I really do. Uh, this movie is made with care. This movie is made with attention. This movie is made with really good storytelling. But and I it, worked on it. But it, and you worked on it. But this is a story that I've seen before. And I really am waiting for Matt Reeves, who was up for, you know, who was in the talks with the Superman and stuff like that. I, was, I really want to see Matt Reeves do something that's his. Does that make sense? Like, I, I want to see him like do something. Like Cloverfield with J.J. Abrams. It, it was sold as J.J. Abrams. And even that, like, like it, was a, it was a reality cam movie. With, this, with the kind of craftsmanship he shows and let me in, and there's some really good craftsmanship in it, I want to see him tackle a story that is his. I want to see him tackle tackle a, a mess. I mean, I don't know how else to say it, but let me in really. I walked out of the theater and I said, well, why, did, why did we just see that? We've seen this movie before. Note for note, beat for beat. And um, some of the CGI, like when the vampire girl attacks people, some of the CGI stuff is just like silly. And the horror, I think, would have been worked in a lot better if you literally... If it wasn't augmented by CGI and you literally see a, a little girl thirsting on somebody, and that that's just more horrific, you know. There's a distancing that happens when the CGI is added in, where you're like, okay, well, I can't, I can't take this element of horror seriously. Do you, do you get that? I mean, you work with practical effects, and when the CGI is added, there's like a distancing that you risk, you risk distancing the audience from it because they know it's fucking fake. You yeah. know, does that make sense? Well, we always try and build everything as much practical as we possibly right. can. Right. And even the stuff that I did on um, Let Me In, it was practical effects that were shot to be put in with CG. Like, like elements of blood, yeah. We would you know, drip blood in a big water tank and they would shoot that. I guess they used it somewhere. I haven't seen the movie yet. Right. But, but I mean, <laughs> you guys have seen... I'm not going to spoil the movie for you because I actually think that the movie's really good if you haven't seen Let the Right One In. Then, same note, if you, if you, if you haven't seen either and you want to see one, guys, throw, flip a coin. It's sad for me to say that they're that close of the same movie, but uh, I, I swear that one day I will see a Matt Reeves movie, that I'm, and it'll be soon, that I'm really a huge fan of. I have a lot of faith in him, and um, this movie just didn't do it for me. Uh, still on the subject of directors, though, we talked about the Superman movie, and they have chosen, since last Geekscape episode, they have chosen a director for Superman. Yay. Our, our Comic-Con neighbors across from uh, uh, this uh, Blood Factory, our Comic-Con neighbors this past summer was Legendary Pictures. They've chosen a director for their Superman movie that uh, Christopher Nolan's producing, and the story was based on a story by David Goyer and John- Jonathan Nolan. And David Goyer is working on the script. 
Zack Snyder is going to direct it. What do you think of that? Watchmen, Zack Snyder, 300, Zack Snyder, Guardians of Gahul, Zack Snyder, whatever it is. What do you, what do you think about this, Frank? Having Zack Snyder direct the Superman movie? Well, he's done superhero movies. Right. You know, the, I, I liked the Watchmen. I did too. High I, five on that shit. Don't you hate I, it when a nerd is like, it's never going to be as good as a comic. No, it was the best adaptation you can make for what it is. You can't, you can't make everything perfect and exact. It's got to fit onto the screen. And I'll argue that it had a better ending than the comic book had. Go the, ahead. Dead monster versus the explosion. Go ahead and send fucking hate mail to me at jonathanandgeekscape.net, but I'll argue that. I, I think, think it was six and one half dozen the other. Really. Keeping it integral to the central characters to me mm-hmm. really focused it to me. Yeah. No, you know, right. you didn't have some external thing in the third act coming in and being the the, the deal, yeah. right? It kept it. I mean, what he did to John was fucked. Yeah. You know, um, and so going into Superman, where he's already done the deconstruction of a superhero, mm-hmm. now he's working at, with the superhero, the prototype of the superhero, the prototype <laughs> of what you know, the American fabric. It's gonna be hard. It's, it's gonna be really the hard. archetype of a superhero. That's good, 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 Gilmore. Yeah, it's gonna be really hard because you like prototype. I mean, as much as. <laughs> As much as the, the classic Supermans, right. the one with Christopher Reeves, people like always look back to those. I thought those were kind of crappy movies for the most part. We're, Say we're, what? we're buddies. We're buddies. Now, come on, man. You can't forget shit with a fucking kiss. I, you can't spin around the world and make it go back in time. Like, there I are, was a kid. Yeah, what, what about when the you one were a kid, the... you ate fucking glue, homie. And <laughs> I mean, like, you know Catwoman was great as. as um, What's his name? I just left my it's what, what, Did you say Hackman was good as Lex Luthor? We had a great general. But I think that they Zod. went so far away from that when he started building his big robot thing, and oh, it it, like it, it, it got real goofy. The movies, the the movies were the Richard Donner movies, and then when Richard Lester came in and finished Superman two for him, uh, those are fine movies. They were great movies for 1978. They were great movies for 1980. We're looking at a world that is completely, drastically different. 30 years later, we need a movie that represents it. I think that as, as talented as Brian Singer is, having a shout-out to 25-year-old films doesn't play well, and we know this, to a, to a current audience who has current issues and wants to see a Superman that represents the current American struggle. And, so, and this right? is a reboot, right? Let's, we can only hope. We know that he wants to include Zod. Like that's right. one thing Snyder said. I want to include Zod, and I'm all for it. Um, and and then you get the criticisms of Snyder. It's like, oh well, it's gonna be in slow mo. It's like you know what? This dude took Guardians of Gahul and turned it into the Blood Diamond. I couldn't even get through that movie. It was so sad. <laughs> all right, he took animated owls and made it really hard for me to watch. Okay, and I'm looking. And I, I wasn't a fan of 300, uh, but that was a pacing issue. That was a, that was you know the source material for me. Superman. Here's the thing. Hopefully they can do an Iron Man with Superman. <laughs> that would be great. To do what they did, just go to the core of the character and bring him out. Brandon Routh was a great Superman. You I almost it was all right. You he almost was... have to throw him out though with the bathwater now that you're doing a, a different thing yeah, now. Yeah, I mean otherwise I mean, they're gonna think of it as sucks. a sequel. Yeah. It's probably good to go with somebody kind of unknown. Mm-hmm. As they did, but yeah, like, I think yeah. that's fine. But I think that it was still the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Who who would make a good brainer uh, a good Superman? You said unknown, so like it's not like you know you can cast our buddy Adam. We'll just have to believe you. You know, I I would love to see them do something more like the Alex Ross style Batman's or Superman's. Yeah, where maybe he's a where little he was bit a little bit more mature. Uh huh. You know, you you get with this young stuff. I kind of don't buy this bulked up dude as a nerdy news reporter. So you're talking like a John Hamm I, age. 
John Hamm from Mad Men. Yeah, 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 that might work, something like that. But could I, you get his mic towards his mouth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just, I'll just shove it in his face. Okay. <laughs> and um, and you can continue speaking, please. I, I would just love to see a little bit more mature storyline right. than this young, appealing to teenagers shit. Something like a Superman for All Seasons. Did you read Superman for All Seasons? The one that, that Jeff uh, Loeb did. With Tim Sale's artwork, that was uh, that was the thing that made people really want to do uh, Smallville on the WB. They looked at this four issue series. Look it up if you're looking for comics to read. It's just a pure telling of Superman, and it really puts him against the ba- like middle American backdrop. And I wrote an article years ago for Geekscape that I think still stands. You know, this is an immigrant story. This is a story about our nation, about an immigrant who can only use physical powers to fight forces that. Are wealthier than him, more powerful than him, beyond his reach. How do those two things meet? How can he beat that? How can he beat Lex Luthor when Lex Luthor is power? You know, uh, you can't punch him. Punching isn't going to do anything. You know what I mean? These are these people who have machinations. They have beaten Superman a week ago. No matter he can fry him with their, with his eye beams, it's not going to help. You know what I mean? He's bankrupted America. So um, that's the kind of stuff we want to see. I want to see. Yeah. I want to see an Enron type. Lex Luthor. I want to see, uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, of a, something about America. Yeah, that'll be big. What well, uh, get is uh, Lex Luthor. Yeah, I just don't want to fucking see another. Oh, I'm going to do a real estate scheme with a kryptonite plant. It's like what? This is silly. I think that as much as I think Kevin Spacey's a good actor half of the time, mm-hmm. I don't think he's Lex Luthor. Right. Oh God, right. no. no. Well, he, his was an impression of Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor. Yeah, mm-hmm. they need to they need to find kind of how they got um, Jeff Bridges to be Obadiah. Yeah, in Obadiah Iron Man. Stain, yeah, they got to find somebody, someone that's a little bit like Boom. off the radar. That's yeah, gonna be like killer. They got yeah, they got to think left of center. He was perfect for Obadiah. Yeah, perfect. So guys, uh, speaking of casting, last week we reported that uh, it was done deal. Emma Stone was gonna play uh, Mary uh, Jane in, Spy- in the Spider Man reboot. No, 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 friends. <laughs> Rewind. She's actually going to play Gwen Stacy. We found yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So Emma Stone, who is a natural blonde, is now going to play Gwen Stacy in the reboot that Mark Webb's doing of Spider-Man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, after Social Network, I'm a huge fan of this kid who's playing Spider-Man. That's the that's who's playing Spider-Man. Yeah, the the best friend in Social Network who gets screwed around. Oh, him. Oh, I thought yeah. you were saying the other guy. No, the geek. No, not 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 Zombieland. Not oh. not a uh, yeah. The kid. What's his name? He was in uh, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Oh, he's like the geeky one. Yes, motherfucker, it's Peter Parker. <laughs> I hope it's the geeky one. You know, we don't want de- like a Leonardo DiCaprio playing Peter Parker. <laughs> um, I'm excited. Emma Stone. You know, we'll see what happens. Right? That's really all you can do with Spider-Man. It's like, yeah, we'll see what happens. Number the second one that Raimi did was so awesome. It's kind of hard to. It's going to be a tough order to beat that. Yeah, superhero movies have taken a completely different tone since then. Where it's not uh, that the Raimi ones were the last of let's try and make this a little comic booky and everyone's going real now so this sort of yeah. have, it's going to be a totally different movie I think. Uh, um, I don't know, man. You watch that train sequence, that subway sequence, incredible, and that's and that and that's got every bit of realism to it because you really feel it when he's pulling on those fucking webs on the front of that mm-hmm. subway train and that track is ending. Yeah, that, was You're awesome. like, yeah. that, was, that was awesome. That is some good shit. Uh, David O. Russell, you guys know him because he directed one of my. I really like Three Kings. He also did um, I Heart Huckabees. I Heart Huckabees. Uh, he is not really 
I mean, I don't know the dude, but I guess he's had some problems on set with with uh, his actors. Supposedly, well, everyone saw yeah. that fucking viral Lily Tomlin thing. Yeah, have you seen that video of Lily Tomlin and him getting a no, shouting match? Really? On yeah, I was like Huckabees. years oh. ago, he on the set of I Heart Huckabees. On he the news story, nuts. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, on the news story about this news item I'm about to talk about, I've actually embedded that video. Uh, and and also, um, she's a cunt. Yeah, bitch. yeah. I mean, it is. It is. It is. Bitch. It that's is brutal. About Lily yeah. Tomlin. That's the quote. He she and Lily Tomlin start yelling at each other. You got to go on Geekscape and watch this. And then I guess George Clooney punched him in the face on the set of uh, Free Kings. No. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. No. Yes. Wow. On the set of Three Kings, and, and it wasn't like George Clooney was George Clooney now. It was George Clooney in like late eight, '90s when he was doing like. You know, ER, he, he, he had just gotten out of Attack ER, of so that. Too. No, but um, <laughs> he he was signed on to do Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, the zombie, uh, you know that zombie book that's like the retelling, whatever. And now I guess he quit it. Um, so he quit the he quit the movie uh, version the production of production process just about where everyone stopped reading the book. Oh, you're a dick. With the second page? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, guys. everyone says that. <laughs> guys, I was actually on the phone with my girlfriend on the way over. For some reason, we were talking about this. And we were just, and I'm like, how far did you get? Did you ever try to read that? She's like, yeah, like I didn't get past like the second page. I'm like, me either. I'm not, I had it on audio book on a car trip. And I couldn't get past <laughs> like five minutes. I'm not reading this. You I'm not reading it. You wouldn't even let that radio run. Yeah, it's so bad. It's like here's all the density of Jane Austen with shitty writing. Can like, you grab me my my bag? No, I, can I grab? Can out you, of fairness, I switched over right to World War Z and finished that really fast. Now, yeah. now listen. That's Max Brooks. Well, I gotta tell World you, World War Z is good. I gotta tell you, Max Brooks is gonna be a guest of ZombieCon this uh, this Halloween in Seattle. Yes. Segue. Um. So hold on, Brian. I'm trying to open my backpack. This is the backpack. Yeah, I t- no, no. I take this to school. Uh, since we're talking zombie novels, I gotta tell you about a zombie novel that was actually written by a geekscapist. Oh, no way. Did you not know this shit? No, which one? Uh, this thing's called Night of the Living Trekkies, and I'm just mentioning it because we're actually on the, uh, the subject. This guy, Kevin Anderson. Uh, oh. You know Kevin Anderson? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. In this, And this is like his freaking logo? Do you we've recognize that? Name, yeah. And you've seen that as his icon on Geekscape. Kevin Anderson's a geekscapist, and he co-wrote this book with this dude, Sam Stahl, and I picked it up in Austin at the bookstore where my dad was doing his, uh, his my dad's a writer, and he did this book launch. And, um, and I was like, oh, it's a Geekscapist. He's going to be at ZombieCon. I'm going to end up talking to him. I'm about a halfway through the book. And, you know, in, in today, I, you know, I started reading it like on the plane. I just read like 10 pages, and I, and I was like, oh, I'm going to take a nap. And then today I picked the book up. And I just tore through like 90 pages. I hit the I hit the point in every book. You hit that point, yeah, and you're like, you're like I'm, I'm not putting this shit down. I'm not reading anything but this book, dude. I'm gonna clown this book by the, like this time tomorrow. This this is a uh, it's about this this uh, Star Trek convention at a Houston area hotel, and this dude who's like an ex soldier is now just like trying not to challenge himself. He's had like a traumatic experience in Afghanistan, and now he's like, okay, I don't want anybody to die. I'm just gonna work as a bellhop. I'm just going to be a bum for the rest of my life, and I'm totally cool with that. And there's an outbreak at, like, a local base. Some chemical, you know, like the stand. And now these Trekkies are getting turned into zombies, and he's got to protect the, the, the hotel. And it sounds hokey, and there's fun, there's fun parts in it. There's a, it's steeped in Star Trek shit, like, the, the terminology and everything. Like, either, either Kevin's done his research, and it was a lot of research, Kevin, or you are one of the most... Alarmingly, shockingly, like fucking adept <laughs> Star Trek nerds I've ever heard in my entire life. There is shit in here that would that would stump a freaking 
you know, I don't even know what to say, but uh, I'm enjoying the hell out of this book, Night of the, Night of the Living Trekkies. And I'm super excited for ZombieCon to talk to Kevin in person again. He dropped by the Geekscape booth this summer and we met him. But uh, ZombieCon.com, if you guys want to come to Seattle, this it's like three weeks away. We're going to have Bruce Campbell there, Max Brooks, who did World War Z. We've got... Uh, I'm excited. I, I got my um, Wing Commander 3s and 4s, <laughs> the, my games, when I was a kid, because I want Malcolm McDowell to sign them. Because he was in it. <laughs> Remember that shit? It had like. I played that with the lions and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kill Rothy, but you know, we, yeah. we get it. We get it. We get it. Um, I'm going to have him sign my games. Um, aliens. You're big into the Aliens franchise, at least the first two. Uh, the Alien prequel that we're talking about, I guess uh, we got submitted on the website that either Carrie Mulligan or Abby Cornish, they're starting to look at a female lead for this movie. Um, what's your idea? What's your thinking on this Alien prequel? Going back and doing a prequel to the original Alien? Necessary. No, no. Keep in mind that it's the original director too. You which, know. Which keep one? in mind that it's Ridley Scott doing this. Ridley Scott's gonna do it. Ridley Scott's doing it from a script by uh, what's the dude who wrote? Isn't O'Bannon dead? Unlost. Yeah, O'Bannon's dead. <laughs> O'Bannon, the writer of the original <laughs> Alien, is, Alex is dead. Alex or Robert Orsi? Uh, not Robert Orsi. Who's the dude? Uh, David Damon Lindelof oh, okay. is is writing the script to the Alien movie, the prequel. And you're right. I mean, he, the the writer of the original Alien, who also wrote uh, John Carpenter's first movie, like, is dead. He died this past year. What's your take on this Alien prequel? You know, I I hope that it's it goes back to what Ridley Scott was doing with the mm-hmm. first one, mm-hmm. and it was. And there's such a blend of sci-fi and horror in it. Right. I hope it goes back to that, and it gets away from this like super CG like nonsense stuff there was such a like a fucking Resident Evil type uh, shit yeah enough of that enough right. of like yeah we know they crawl on the ceiling we know that right. you know it's, go, but what's, go back what's to the suspense. scary about it there was something I mean? so suspenseful about that first yeah. one the pacing of it was slow but I mean sometimes pacing needs to be slow like let the right one like, in let, like, like let me in let the right one in right the, the pacing slow and people go oh, I don't want to watch that no it's good because that's the way it needs to be and the way he inventories the ship yeah. Without that, when they're fighting for their lives in that ship, you don't know where the hell you are. You know what I mean? He he's showing you this is where they shower, this is where they sleep, this is where they eat. You're going to revisit these places again. In a to- I mean, he's lulling you into being familiar with your surroundings and now he's introducing this factor that makes your surroundings terrifying. I hope it goes you back know? to being a suspense yeah. and not some popcorn movie. Right, right. High five on that shit right there. Uh, did, did you see this uh, Predator movie from this past summer with uh, uh, Predators? Brody? Yeah. You know, it it kind of felt like a good attempt at a throwback yeah, to yeah, Predator, yeah, yeah. the first Predator movie. Yeah, it was fun. It was it enjoyable. W- it was fun. Yeah. Um, it wasn't bad like Aliens vs. Predator right. and like, all that we nonsense. We will not speak of it. Yeah, those, that was uh, right off the board. Right. But I thought it was fine. Yeah. You know, it was good. It was an action. It did its job. Some, it yeah. did its job. I was a fan of that. Yeah. Um, Bibiani's going to be a big fan of this news. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, I guess, is not going to be in 3D, reported on our site. Hey! Can you imagine? There's like a time now when like movies are being like, you know what, that 3D thing, let's just not... Let's well, just, it's yeah. it's going to become the cool thing because of how, how oversaturated it's been in the last year. Well, th- I, th- I yeah. think most 3D is horseshit anyways. Well, think about it this way. Um, no, I guess you can still have the same theater count. And, and I mean, think about it. This movie's coming out in December, I guess. You got Yogi Bear. You got a shit. You just got a glut of 3D movies. I guess this is a fight for the rest of the screens. You, you know, know what? It's, I mean? it's, it's saying it's I'm not, not, not going to get involved in this fight. You but know it, what I mean? I mean, they can play it on the same screen. Right, it's not like they have right. a 3D only screen. They just put it on a different projector. Right. But I, you, you know still what? have to support it distribution wise. You still got to support those. It things, doesn't you know need to be 3D. Yeah, people are going to go see it anyways. 
Yeah. You know, I think 3D is like a, a hack way to get, oh, it's going to be in 3D. Right. Come watch our stupid movie. Right. Avatar no. The Last Airbender made, like, overperformed 3D. Well, that's because Avatar was right. designed to be 3D. But then you go to No, Alice no, Avatar Wonderland. The Last Airbender. Oh, that one. Yeah, Avatar The Last Airbender. I didn't see that one. Yeah, it was uh, my childhood hurt. It wasn't even my childhood. That's a, an animated show that I love as an adult. <laughs> and, oof. It looked at M Night Shyamalan. It, it looked the, terrible. Oh. You did not like the uh, the 3D rendering of the Alice in Wonderland, the Timber one. Horrible. You did not like that. It I wasn't, it wasn't it. shot I to be it. 3D. I to begin with, yeah. they did it in post. It was just. I mean, besides the fact that the story was horrible, the I think the production design was tired. Mm-hmm. Everything was just the, bad. Mm-hmm. Do you not like Hot Topic? Do you not like uh, the pain? The pain that your father <laughs> inflicted upon you? Did you? Do you not like a world of pain? Uh, you know, I hope that Tim Burton figures out some way to not use whoever his current wife is, Johnny Depp, and whatever other slew of people he uses in every freaking movie. Right. All the time. Well, I'm excited for Frankenweenie. I'm excited for for the 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 3D, I guess, stop motion animated for Frankenweenie that they're working on. Yeah. Um, I always like those. Hopefully, it's know? a revisitation of what the, his original stuff was. Mm-hmm. Once um, again, I, I think the best stuff he does is the new stuff. Like, what's the movie that everyone's like? Oh, I'd love to rewatch that of Tim Burton recently. Big Fish. I did not like Big Fish. No. I did. I did. I'm, I'm against you on that one. Pee Wee's Big Adventure will continue to be my favorite Tim Burton movie. With with a little bit of uh, Beetlejuice as a second. Well, yeah, but recent. Yeah. Timber. Recent movies. Mars Attacks. Fuck Mars you all. Attacks. Mars yeah, Attacks. But nineteen. Like but that's nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. yeah. That movie. Well, came how old was Big Fish? Big like Fish. Four or five years. Well, Big Fish is just man. dull to me. It's just dull. Mars Attacks was awesome. Planet of the Apes. I'm kidding. That was a joke. I hate you. I yeah, know. Mars Attacks, Mars Attacks strayed away from what Tim Burton. I love does. it. That was a fun. There movie. wasn't. It wasn't the same production design on everything. Mm-hmm. It was. I thought Mars Attacks was great. Mars Attacks is a lot of fun. And you've got uh, Jack Black in it as the brother, as the dickhead. Brother. Oh yeah, that's right, the yeah. Army guy. Yeah. Oh, you go back and watch Mars Attacks, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Was that there in this? in that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, in fucking Witness. That was a great. What's his guy. name? <laughs> was the kid in Witness who was recently in Inception at the very beginning? I didn't see Inception. I'm an uh, asshole. He's in the very beginning of Inception. <laughs> he, he's best friends with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Lu- uh, Lucas Haas. Sure. Lucas Haas. Uh, guys, let's talk real quick about uh, movie uh, comic books. Mainly that DC has lowered their prices from three ninety nine back to two ninety nine. Yeah. This is announced, uh, but they're also cutting pages from twenty two pages to twenty pages. Big of a difference? I don't know. I think the dollar kind of outweighs the two pages you lost. Yes, it does. So maybe I'll be reading a little bit more DC. Speaking of DC, um, Bruce Tim, you guys know him because Batman animated series. Anything Batman, you know, anything animated that comes out of DC usually has Bruce Tim or Paul Dini's fingers. On it, and now they're going to do this all CGI Green Lantern series to be released subsequently with like the the movie. So hmm. that'll be kind of cool. It's all CGI, like CGI. I don't know. Remember when they did like the Ultimate Spider-Man, Spectacular uh, Spider-Man for MTV, and it was yeah. CGI, and your boy Neil Patrick Harris voiced Spider-Man. Oh, is that right? Hell right. yeah! Huh. Oh, this is Geekscape here, guys. I remember. Uh, I remember no one liked that. Though. It was okay. Like Brian Michael Bendis was involved. It was fine, but. Uh, we have we have a. Uh, so it's gonna look like reboot. Well, oh god, reboot! Remember reboot that cartoon? <laughs> Frank is like you, pathetic pieces of shit. <laughs> Frank no, is I like, think these are my new best friends. Frank actually. is like, no, I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, reboot? Why don't you guys reboot your social lives, you pieces of garbage? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but this is the one with the hot wife, and I'm the single one. You know, I love my wife. Uh, I, I do love my wife, and uh, and she. Lo- what was the first thing she said when you when you walked in? She said she loved the 
Dracula's daughters in the space race. He goes, I fucking love the space race. Guys, I can't even... I can't even tell you about the space brains in this movie because it'll ruin pieces of this movie. You got to download this thing for dollar ninety nine on iTunes right now. If you're in LA, you got to come to Scream Fest this coming Saturday and watch this thing, guys. It's dollar ninety nine. Download the mofo. Uh, when you see the, this, dude. Wait, do you want to know who distributes this? By the way, which is pretty. That's crazy. Yeah. National Lampoon's distributes. Yeah. This. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Which is I I couldn't imagine a more fitting. Well, I got to tell you, thing. Frank, National Lampoon. Pick, well, why didn't pick, you get the cool like yeah. artist that draws, even though they could easily yeah. take pictures from movie posters? Remember that guy that would yeah. make all the drawings of the National Lampoon's things? Not Sergio. Uh, well, they didn't. They didn't brand it a National Lampoon right. film. They're just distributing it. So I tell you, National Lampoon. When I had gay by non festivals, National Lampoon contacted me. They acquired a non-exclusive. They had a non They had like an like an exclusive window for Gay by Dawn for like a year, and they played it on like they they like Burly Bear Network. They put out like a closed circuit to access type outlets. They had their own National Lampoon like comedy show, huh. and they put Gay by Dawn on it. And it was one of these things where I was like, ah, like how like like you are like me. You are very much like me in the fact that National Lampoon. When you when you work with these brands that you've been in love with yeah. since you were a kid, I was like. How fucking cool is that? No, no. To put a cap on that, I was with the guy that owns Lampoons, the, the CEO of Lampoons at Fairfax and Third, and we saw Chevy Chase, and we're both like, uh, <laughs> even though he knows him and he like can call him anytime, totally. like, oh, Chevy Chase. Okay, guys, Hollywood. It's why you leave Cleveland and stop putting ketchup on your friend's balls to come out to Los Angeles and work with the Kyoto Brothers on uh, on crazy shit. Uh, that is such a great story. Um, we had some uh, some uh, journalists out on the field this past weekend. We had uh, Sci-Fi Weekend was going on in uh, Orlando, Florida at Disney World. We had a, a, one of you geekscapists out there, Kyle Ware from the forums. What's up, Kyle? We have that up on the website pretty soon if it's not already. Uh, we also had Indiecade, this video game thing going on. Um, and Jake, Kelsey, and Ashton went and covered that for us in Culver City. But the big event this past weekend was New York Comic Con. Woo. New York Comic Con. We had Big Yanks there, not on assignment. He bought his own ticket. Uh, Matt Kelly, who, who we know from Comic Con, and he was he was a big badass part of our Comic Con success. And Jim Pellegrinelli, who was on the couch last week. Yeah. And these guys were covering Comic Con. I got to tell you, uh, New York Comic Con. I've never been. It's supposedly getting enormous. Makes sense. It's crazy, Jim. And I sent him on a, on a mission. I said, okay, these are the, these are the things that you want to cover. I've been talking to the Dead Rising two guys because they're going to be at, at ZombieCon, and I said, talk to these guys at Capcom. They're going to give you an insider's look at Marvel vs. Capcom three. Uh, they've got Dead Rising two, all this cool shit. Uh, they treated Jim so well. I gotta give it up to Capcom. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing: they're putting out this new Okami sequel. You know Okami, the little wolf game for the Wii, PS2. They've got this one coming out on DS called Okami Den. And I, I thought that the game wasn't gonna come out for a while, so they weren't gonna do a big push at at, at a New York Comic Con. They put out little wolf missing posters, like Aww. you would put out for your dog, like you'd Xerox them. It, That's cute. It, it was little wolf, wolf missing posters. So I, Jim got me one of those, and then a little Okami Den crown. Jim was doing a great job of, of meeting people, covering the fest. His coverage is up on the website right now. But also, just grab me free swag. He got me some Red Dead Redemption playing cards. Oh, that cool. are the playing cards from the game. Like when you, you know, it's a Western game, so when you're playing poker, these are the cards. And he got me a shirt. He got me all sorts of crap. Matt Kelly has yet to probably write shit up on the website. Didn't give me <laughs> nothing. 
Matt Kelly just went. I think Matt Kelly went just to get away from his grandma he lives with or whatever. I don't know. Matt Kelly, let me tell you something. I love you like a brother. But when we send you on assignment, we expect you to. Hey, you know what, Matt? You're doing fine. I, didn't, I was going to do a rant on Matt Kelly, but I love Matt Kelly so much that, Matt, anytime you want to go to a convention and just hang out for us, you got it. And that, you know. I'm showing up there. Remember, what was the movie where, where Big Bird actually stepped out into the streets and just couldn't hit? He was, like, looking around a lot. It was like, yeah, I mean, that's like, like Matt Kelly, I imagine going to New York. And kids being like, hey, look, it's Animal from the Muppets. And, like, just rushing him. <laughs> Do you remember that kid from our booth? He, he was furry. I, I think he so. was furry. I think that's how you describe Matt Kelly. He was furry. He looks like... Um, He's furry and he looks like Adam Sandler now. No, he looks like a fabulous furry freak <laughs> brother. Um, but, yeah, I can imagine him coming out of Penn Station in the middle of Manhattan and being like, Wow! <laughs> what a... Wow! The world is full of wonder! <laughs> <laughs> the skyscrapers going as far as the eye can see. <laughs> I can tell you. Um, I talk shit, but I'll, I'll tell you the story right now. I don't know if I've told on the story before. My first experience in New York City, I, like Matt, I was in Pennsylvania where I was going to school, and Matt grew up in Pennsylvania, uh, and I was going for an internship interview at MTV. I ended up getting this internship at MTV2, summer 99. And I had so to they push all the people they want to hire for. <laughs> no, that, I mean that's what I applied for. Isn't that a Canadian station? <laughs> it's a Burley Bear Network. <laughs> and so I, um, I, I took the train up from Philly, and I'd never been in New York City. And I was just going to go for the day, just to interview and come back, maybe give myself an hour or two on either end to um, to hang out in Manhattan. And uh, and I come out of Penn Station, and coming from Austin, and Philly maybe is the big biggest city you've been in. I was not prepared for Manhattan. I mean, you go to Manhattan and your first time in Manhattan. Have you been? To, you've been to Manhattan. Oh, yeah. yeah, your first time in Manhattan. It really is that fucking, you know, Matt Kelly. Wow! <laughs> I'm in a future movie. Yeah, you know I mean, like you think you're in the fucking future movie, <laughs> and I'm literally walking out of Penn Station like this, like with my fucking eyes looking at. I mean, I you know, you see the Empire State Building right there. Like I'm wandering my way up to 42nd for where MTV is to get my interview going. And I'm just literally, I'm not looking where I'm going. I'm staring straight up. And I'm shuffling around businessmen. It's a hustle bustle city. I bump into somebody, right? I mean, you're bumping people. You're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But fuck if I'm going to take my, my eyes off this site, right? I'm expecting fucking zeppelins and fucking shit up there, right? I think I'm in some kind of sky captain, sky captain shit tomorrow. right there, right? Sky captain wishes what my imagination was throwing at me. And I'm bumping people, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and I bump somebody directly. And I go, I'm really sorry. And I look down, it is this Dennis Rodman looking hooker. <laughs> right? Remember Dennis Rodman when Dennis Rodman had like the fucking hair? Dennis Rodman, like Dennis Rodman that. probably still he looks still like that, right? You mean, you mean it. Everything post Detroit was it the Pistons. the actual hooker from Borat? Because that's what I No, it, it, I, mean, it looked, I mean, she had like leopard print neon hair. She looked cracked out, and she had this um, this lollipop in her mouth. And she and, and this is what yeah, she, she said did. to me. I bumped her, and she goes, "Oh, it's, you know." And I'm dressed nicely because I want to get this job, right? I don't want to go back to Austin for the summer. I want to work at MTV. And and she bumps me, and she has this lollipop in her mouth. And she goes, "Excuse me, excuse me. Would you like a nice, really, really nice, juicy blow job?" <laughs> Imagine me one second going, "Wow!" The next second, this girl saying, "This thing, this, this creature from from the gutter saying, 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 saying tentacles." Oh, she was 
horrific. And she goes, would you like a nice, re- a really nice juicy blowjob? And that's what she fucking said to me. And I go, uh, no thank you, ma'am. <laughs> that was my response. <laughs> and I just kept shuffling. I used my southern, like, manners to fucking... To bo- oh, oh. No, no, so, so, I'm sorry, ma'am. Perhaps, perchance on my return to the uh, train, I can partake in your uh, offering. <laughs> like, dude, I was shaking. The interviewee was, the interviewer was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I can work for you. I'm very, uh, I, I went to school. I like things. <laughs> I was shaking for the fucking rest of the week. So, Matt Kelly, I hope you did better. In the big city, um, big Yanks, big Yanks will show you around. Big Yanks will show you around. He took, he took, um, he took uh, Boogie Wombat to a fucking strip club. Remember that story where they got thrown out for like trying to rough up the women? Wow, geeks, no. yeah, dude, he posted on the forums. Oh yeah, Geekscape baby. If society doesn't want him, we'll take him. Uh, so keep checking the website because there's coverage of New York Comic Con, there's coverage of Sci-Fi Weekend, there's coverage of Indiecade, there's coverage of all this, and there's this damn show where we talk about all sorts of stuff. Uh, video games. This is one of the. There were a couple of announcements at uh, New York Comic Con. We got to talk about mainly about the X Men games. X Men games. Whatever, man. For the most part, X Men Le- Legacy or X Men Legends. Remember that thing? First one was great. Second one was just the exact same game, right? Uh, but now they're trying to do Activision's doing this X Men Destiny, I guess. And there's a trailer up on the website. You play as a new character. And it is like choose your own adventure type shit. Your decisions will dictate, like how you will affect being a, an X Man. I guess that that's all we know so far. And that news is fine. Whatever. We won't. I won't get excited until we figure it out and we see more of it. The news that blew me away was that Konami and Activision have teamed up to bring the X Men arcade game to Xbox Live and PlayStation Network. Because just last week, when Jim Pelgrinelli was here, we were playing. We were looking for shit to play together on Xbox Live, right? Laura's not going to play it with me. She's long since gotten over the fact that she's dating me. Um, and, I, and so we ended up playing Gauntlet. But I was like, dude, what are some great co-op arcade games? We talked Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Right. Yeah. Gauntlet, we ended up playing Double Dragon. In the arcade, like, what was the what were the quarter plunkers, Frank? Like, what were the uh, games like, with your Turtles. friends? Turtles. Turtles in Time, the original Turtles. Both those games were solid. Yeah. Do you remember the Avengers game? You could play Hawkeye, Captain America. There was a level yeah. where you're flying yeah. as a Vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you remember, the best it was a fucking ever. great scene. I love the, the, the deaths in, in, in uh, the way Captain America would always, and it's what reminds me of the game is that, I can't move! And you're horrified into putting more quarters into this. You're like, oh my god, Captain America's dying unless I put quarters in this machine. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> you're like, no! Remember the RoboCop arcade game? Yeah. No, yeah. Robocop yeah, arcade game was the comes shit. Out and, yeah, it shoots and up. And then remember the original NES game where it was of uh, Total Recall, where you had to fight the midget who looked a lot like Gilmore in an alleyway, and you oh, never. I never played Total you, Recall. You show me the person who got past that midget in the alleyway, the Gilmore in the alleyway on that Total Recall game on the NES. And of course, it's retarded looking. You don't know what's going on, you know, because the NES and everything yeah. already looks like a downy. So <laughs> that's just hey man, that's just the way our childhood worked. <laughs> Right? That's why at 31, I, I'm still hateful. Because I, I, I ended up hating them for taking my time. Because they were henchmen. They were henchmen. <laughs> it's like, I grew up thinking that people with deficiencies were henchmen in NES games. Because that's what they look like. <laughs> this is terrible. Th- Welcome to Geekscape. Midgets with deficiencies are all E.T.'s cousin. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I hate this game. And I hate the people who are in it. Who are also in society. Yeah, book on a bigotry scape. Um... <laughs> 
the X-Men arcade game, I remember at Penn, there was a, like a like a you know student lounge. And since I wasn't invited to any of the parties with any of the kids, I would end up with my Saturday Friday nights in the student lounge, right? You had that in UCLA? No, no, no. Don't fucking lie to me. I was very, I was very popular. <laughs> You're very popular. Right, right, right. What the hell? Yeah, right. Okay, midget tossing, they just invite you over. All right? So we would end up in this like student lounge. In grad school, we'd play Gauntlet Legends. In undergrad, we'd plunk quarters into the X-Men arcade game. It's a six-player, you know, side-scroller, like uh, Turtles, like D- Double Dragon, but I would always call it fucking Colossus. Remember that fucking yeah, sound? Like, he kept that fucking sound effect for Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh, shit. But the sound effect comes from the arcade version. You fucking t- do that. <laughs> Hell yeah, yes, keep man. Doing that. That's not annoying. Hell yes, the audio listeners love that shit. So I got to tell you, when this finally comes out, and I was so excited to see that this is coming out on Xbox Live, PSN, we're all playing, right? All you guys, us, you on Xbox? Yeah, Xbox Live. What's your gamer tag? I think it's Frankie the Fat, Duh Fat Kid. Frankie the Fat Kid. I'm Geekscape.net spelled out. Gilmore is. He's, Dr. Brian Gilmore. Dr. Brian Gilmore, fucking something that'll never <laughs> happen in real life. Uh, he. I think you, he was lucky to get the undergrad. He's got a PhD. Uh, he's a player. Hater. Yeah, he's, he's got yeah he's got the PhD. Player hating. Um, we're gonna play this, but I call Colossus. All right, who do you play as? You, uh, you bitch, you're getting Nightcrawler an option. Yeah, but but Walton already called him. You're oh, you're playing as Storm. You Shut the fuck right up. Right. You can be Cyclops. You can be Wolverine. Mystique. And I think you can oh, be like Cyclops. yeah. You take out Cyclops. Rogue. I don't know if Rogue. Who the fuck was in it? I, I think Nightcrawler. it's Iceman. I think it's I Iceman. I was wanted Nightcrawler because he was always my favorite X Man when I was little. Yeah, Colossus was always my favorite because I was weak and not strong. Um, <laughs> what? We can be honest here. We can be honest on Geekscape. Um, we're looking forward to that. All right. So you want to play Xbox Live? What do you plan? Lately? Yeah. Um, You've been busting your ass though. Batman Arkham Asylum. That game is. I still you know, play no, that no, game. No, no, no. I beat it. I'm still playing it. I've told you guys though that I'm late to that party. And you look at my Xbox, and there's three games over there. One is Dead Rising, or Left 4 Dead 2, Red Dead Redemption, and I gotta play this fucking Arkham Arkham Asylum. Awesome. Arkham Asylum's incredible. And I'm late to the party. I'm just now getting into it. Flawless game. Amazing game. Yeah. Yeah. Batman Arkham Asylum. And I was talking to Ian Kerner about it. It's the one video game that he's playing. You know, Ian Kerner always gets off on me. Like, huh, how come you aren't reading a million comics and watching a million TV shows? Huh, you're on a geek website. You should be up on this. And I'm like, dude, I ain't got fucking time. And you don't play video games. So you can't get my nuts. He started Ar- Arkham Asylum. It was affecting his life because he was playing it so much. He had to back <laughs> I off I lost of a girlfriend it. over it. Did you really? Yeah. What happened? I, she got it for me for Christmas or something and then got pissed because that's all I wanted to do was play it for like four days straight. Mm-hmm. We, we split up. Yeah, what you got to do is... Is um, Jesus. It's be like be like, sweetie, I need the uh, controller accessory. Where as you blow me, I just lay the controller on your head <laughs> and play it like this. It's just a pillow that like throws yeah. to the bottom yeah. of your control. Yeah, yeah. It's just like here you go, sweetie. There we go. <laughs> With an air hole. There we go. Now we can spend time together. All right. Now we can spend time together. Vibration control. <laughs> you know, vibrates and shit. Oh, I'm fighting Bane. Let's do that again. Right. <laughs> Girls just don't know. To, girls just don't know. They just don't know, yeah. right? But the game, the game never leaves. Sometimes you just gotta leave us alone. So guys, uh, we love <laughs> we love Frank on this fucking Geekscape. Frank's been awesome. Sometimes you just gotta leave us alone. Don't try and fucking blow me. <laughs> blow All right, me. hey, 
You look out at that Harlequin. I'm trying to fight somebody. Stop. Yeah, no, no, please. Guys, uh, where can we check out your stuff, Frank? Where can we? Ch- I mean, we know that we can get Dracula's uh, Daughters versus Spray Spains on iTunes. Did you yeah. say that right once? You shut the fuck up. I'm from Texas. <laughs> Dracula's Daughters versus the Space Brains. Yeah, there there, you do you know? Well, you know we can get this. If you type in www.draculasdaughters/versus/thespacebrains, it'll go to a website. If you go ddvsb.com, it'll go to our Facebook page. We got links for everything on the Facebook yeah. page. Um, we have a YouTube. We got search for it on iTunes. Search for it, guys. Yeah, I'm sure if you just Google it, it's gonna come up a hundred different places. So, so do this. If you're in LA this coming Saturday at Screamfest LA, you're gonna to want to check that out. Um, you can check out Geekscape. Just search for Geekscape on Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitter, and you'll find us at both those all those URLs slash Geekscape.net spelled out like my Xbox Live handle, and you'll find us. Then again, you can find us at Geekscape.net. Every single day, we got new content, new articles, new news, and of course, podcasts and uh, forums. So we've got great friends too, like oh, Frank here. What Saxus podcast? Fandom Planet's rocking, baby. When does it come out? Yeah, whenever, when, whenever they do it. Whenever they do it. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's not on a regular schedule. <laughs> Neither really Geekscape, but it's just once a week whenever I can get to it between Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, Frank, thanks for coming on the show. Good luck with the movie, thanks, man. Woo! And we're gonna keep promoting his stuff, so look for it. Maybe you could put a URL up on there so people don't have to figure out how to type it. We have already, baby. That's how we do it. Oh shit! That's how we do it. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week with a review of Red. And Ian Kerner Talking yeah. more shit about how I don't fucking give my life up to television For a three hour episode For a three hour, four hour <laughs> possible episode Yeah